0: Hey everyone, this is Marissa Carpico, the film editor at ThePopBreak.com. Um, this is the beginning of our very last week of Oscar nomination podcasts. Um, you're you're in the home stretch, everyone, and so are we. This is actually our last the last one we're recording. Spoiler alert! Um, but the shit's out of order. Well, who cares? Um, I anyway. had to wait to
1: see one of the movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Um, this we're going to talk about supporting actor and actor today. Um, this is, uh, we don't care about these, basically. Man. I think you guys know that from <laughs> listening to the podcast by this point. Um, tune in for Actresses tomorrow. It's our magnus, magnum <laughs> opus. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, but this one is actors. So uh, let's start with Supporting Actor. Um, the nominees are Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, um sam elliott a star is born richard e grant can you ever forgive me sam rockwell uh for vice matt taylor who i forgot to introduce um <laughs> hey everyone <what laughs> our tv editor um what uh, tell me about Mahershala Ali and why he should is probably the only person who will win this
1: well i hope sag has good um kyra chiro- um a health insurance because i hope like he carries his whole movie on his back and i just think like it must have must have fucked him up a little bit this movie is garbage people if you haven't figured that out yet from our 10 podcast that is um okay, and,
0: and if you and if not you'll figure it out in the next two
1: <laughs> yeah like you know marshall is such a good actor he yep. Gave a great performance in Moonlight. And um, his TV work is incredible. He was the only good thing in House of Cards for... A while. Well, no. Him and Robin Wright were the only two good things about House of Cards for a while. And, like, the fact that this will be seen in many circles, I think, as sort of a career peak for him is kind of sad because he's he's fantastic. That is not a diss whatsoever towards him. He's, he's the reason anybody likes this movie, I think. Like, they're, and the reason it's so, so successful. But, I mean he's given this terribly written part to play and it is such a outdated, just bad film. And I hate to say it, like, it's, like, as much as he, as great as he is, I just cannot get over, like, the badness of the film. This is, you know, Driving Miss Daisy, but, like, in 2019, which is, or or 2018, which is pathetic. It's, like, it's, like, back in, when Driving Miss Daisy came out, the conversation was, hey, this movie's pretty retrograde and pretty, um, like, a bad depiction of about of racism, and now it's like yeah, we Hollywood made it, and de-
0: then we made it over again, even worse with like a, a gender. We, we changed the gender of the woman for God's sake. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and we got Vigo, which we'll yeah. talk about.
0: She got a fucking meatball to play the other role. Whatever. This is a, it's a um, bad movie. Poor Maharshala. I love him. Yeah, I, he's great in it, and it's just done for. You're right. It's it's unfortunate. This will be seen like a career. Solidification. When he has done such better work, and and will do so much better work. um Adam Driver and Black Klansman, a, a nomination. I'm a little surprised by, honestly. um Partially because I think that movie is such an ensemble piece, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm not angry about it. We all like our Adam Driver.
1: I'm not angry about it either. um In the sense that I agree, this is an ensemble piece. The best performance in it was an actress who i don't even know the name of but the actress who plays the main racist woman and like she, she's really good <laughs> she's the best performance in that movie and adam driver though does have the that one scene where he talks about the way the case has made him change his the way he views himself as a jewish man yeah. in white america that scene is stunning and yeah. his performance is so good in that one scene that I allow the nomination because it's a sort of thing that is a powerful piece of acting. Yeah and, it's
0: it's the Oscar real scene for sure. And my one thing
1: that I will because there's not much else I could say about Black Landsman I just want to say um <laughs> to all the bros out there who stand Adam Driver you know like she's a problematic person don't like her really <laughs> like she she but like we have him because of HBO's Girls, and you know what? Like Lena Dunham, complicated person, but the misogyny that was leveled towards her from men—I I like—but the love towards Adam Driver has always bothered me. You now I have a chance to talk about it in a podcast and have it be relevant. So you know yep. what? Like, the, know your origins. Know how he wasn't discovered by his one scene in Lincoln, people.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is very funny. I, honestly, she's going to come up a, a second time. Um, oh, it is yeah. funny the way that people directed all of that towards him as if, as if she weren't writing the damn lines or casting. No, yeah, exactly.
1: I, like, you know, Letta Dunham as a person is a whole different matter that we don't have to get into,
0: but... um, But it it is funny that, like, Adam Driver got the career and she's just been horribly shit on. Some of it deserved, but anyway. Yes,
1: quite a bit of it. Um, But, like, Girls, the show is fantastic and he's so good in it and, like, it just, it always bothered me the way that, like, Cinef- cinephiles have revised his career trajectory because it started yeah. from girls
0: Yeah, absolutely um, Sam Elliott is the next uh, Nominee for a born. I again I'm a little confused. He's barely in it But that final scene is very good. So I, I kind of can't argue with it. It is a supporting role What who am I to judge also realistically? Bradley Cooper's performance is partially Sam Elliott's because he does copy his voice. That's the whole point fully <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, um I have, like, nothing to say. Like, it's sort of a thing where, you know, this is a career Oscar through yeah. and through. And I don't love career Oscars because of the way... I, I don't know. Like, it's, I I don't know. But it's just, like, I don't love career Oscars. He's fine in the movie. He's not bad. That one scene, that his, his last scene in it, I'm pretty sure, is very well done. But, you know, like... I don't know. This is, we'll get to it. This is a year where there are so many people who had zero Oscar buzz. And I'm kind of like, all right, yeah. like should we get, we took away some nice nominations.
0: Yeah. We've already talked about it more than we need to. Um, Richard Grant for, can you ever forgive me? Um, should win. Won't, won't win, unfortunately, but man, I really wish there was a surprise coming. Cause I, he's so fucking good in that movie. We've already talked about it a million times. But we're going to do it again. Um, And he's so perfect in this role of um, a gay man in, you know, New York during the AIDS crisis who clearly has AIDS and is living in a a shitty world but, like, is living his best life at the same time. Um, Or projecting his
1: best life. Like, not even fully living it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, you're right. You're right. Totally projecting his best life. And, like, such a charming con artist and... Just brilliant, and that fucking la- final scene is so heartbreaking, oh it is one of the best scenes of, of last year. Uh, I mentioned
1: this on the pod, I do not remember which episode it is, so it might not have aired yet, but um, I fully cry talking about his last scene in this movie. Yeah. His last line is so, so powerful, and yeah. I mean... It's a shame he's not going to win. I think, I truly think history will look back at that performance and kind of be like, wow, like, we should have given it to him. I feel like it's already the narrative he's getting. Yeah. You know, he just got, as of the day we're recording this, for those who keep track of these things, um, he got a new agent today. And I'm like, because I look at Deadline a lot. And I'm like, and I'm like, use this stock. Like, go be in other movies because he's so good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of using that stuff do you know how he got into this movie everyone lena dunham
1: <laughs> yeah um because... that was a great was that was um i think you probably said it numerous times but i heard it in his interview with um richard lawson yeah there's the been best. a bunch
0: of times it's been mentioned now but like uh, apparently the casting director and everybody from this saw him on Le- uh on girls and wanted to cast him because of his performance on girls and lena dunham cast him on girls because of what spice world a masterpiece. Um, <laughs> It's my favorite story in pop culture other than Richard E. Grant standing outside of Barbara Streisand's house and then her <laughs> writing to him on Twitter and him crying because
1: <laughs> like he's adorable.
0: He should win an Oscar just for being adorable. And honestly, that Spice World performance is fucking iconic. Thank you very much. Um, I love that damn movie. Um, Richard E. Grant for all the awards. Uh, the sure. final one is Sam Rockwell in Vice as uh, George W. Bush. He's fine in it. Um, I don't, if he won, I would be furious and he won't win, which is great. Um, Do you want to move on or do you want to talk about it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I have like literally nothing to say. It's like he's not actively terrible like Steve Carell, but he's also not particularly great. And I'm just kind of like, huh?
0: Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Like it's the one performance in the thing other than possibly Amy Adams um, that I, that doesn't upset me. On a deep level, um, we're gonna fight <laughs> we're later. <laughs> we're just, I think, but fuck it. yeah, but that's all we can say about it. We're moving on. Um, best actor. Uh, oh, actually, any supporting actors we would have liked to see in there instead?
1: I'm happy you asked because I have yeah. a ton. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, so as a queer man, I very rarely care about boy be- <laughs> boy performances. But oh. this was a year where there were a lot of actors in supporting performance, giving a supporting performance who I really loved, and it's the sort of thing. Um, as I mentioned so many times. But I will say again, in case you were listening to other episodes, um I make my own ballot and everything like that, and um I only match up with Richard E. Grant. My other th- four actors that I would have nominated. Wait, really? Yeah. Um my other four actors I would have nominated were Daniel Kaluuya and Widows, who is doing the exact same fucking thing that Javier Bardem did in No Country for Old Men, and everyone stands Javier Bardem justifiably,
0: but no one pays attention to Daniel Kaluuya, which is insane. Um, I see. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, you know what? I would argue that Kaluuya is even better because that that goddamn that No Country for Old Men uh, performance is just a haircut.
1: I haven't watched No Country in years, so I can't speak it's to a its merits but um you know i remember liking him in it and it's just you know daniel Kluya is so fucking good in that movie um he's great he's great in that movie he, man the audience hates him so much and it just he's terrifying but then in his last moment ah. as i wrote in a review somewhere i forgot where um i think i'm letterboxd because i wrote reviews for this movie like three different times yeah. um including for the site including for the site yes um like he's so good at showing in this final scene of the film, like how his terrifying persona is performative, and mm. it's. Oh, I love him. He's so good. Um, that's a great
0: way to describe that moment. Honestly,
1: um, I also would love to have seen Michael B. Jordan get nominated for Black Panther. Oh yeah,
0: that's that's a great one too. No one, I I think people
1: don't get the importance of movie star performances. Like there's yeah. this whole idea of like that performances in action films are, like, lesser, and in many cases, you know, they are, but it, it involves A-list actors knowing what their screen presence is like and knowing how to subvert it in order to work on a film, and yeah. this is such a great subver- subversion of the persona he's built for himself um, over the past few years, because I've seen so many people, especially after Creed, say, like, he's our next Will Smith, and... I get that on some. Degree. I think he's he's a movie star if he like, or he will be if he isn't already. But like, mm-hmm. um, even though I think he he is, but he is, um, yeah. yeah I,
0: I would I think he's safely in that that realm now. He's also more talented than I think Will Smith ever was. Well, that's was.
1: what I was gonna say. Like Black Panther, I think proves that he's capable of giving a complex performance because this is yeah. not your typical villain thing. Like he's he's playing a really well developed, complicated character, and he's doing it in this way. I mean, there's a reason that so many people were like hey, like, he makes some valid points. Like, it's like, <laughs> um, like, it's like, he's really great, but he's also terrifying. And he's so plugged into what Ryan Cook was going for with that movie. And I love okay. his performance. He might be my win. Like, he might, he's the only person I might prefer to Richard D. Grant, and I have to watch both movies again to decide.
0: Yeah, he, sh- he absolutely should have been nominated. That's, he absolutely should have been nominated. thats It's insane. It's a great performance. And like, one we've been thinking about for at this point a full year and like that is still just as powerful and like still as memorable it's an iconic role like in 20 mm. years people are going to look back at that role and be like damn what a performance 100%
1: the scene of him taking off his shirt is Ooh. like it, it, like a major moment in cinema not because he's it, like gorgeous ah. <laughs> like because that scene is just like the moment that people remember from that movie it's it's yes. such a good moment oh my god i love that
0: movie his opening in that film is incredible.
1: Yeah, um, two more that we don't have to devote as much time to, but um, Brian Tyree Henry, I think, is like a one scene wonder in a field streak of talk. I think he's doing something really special. Oh
0: hell yeah!
1: That movie is filled with great performances. Like that, that is a true ensemble movie. But his scene really out to be the most is like just one scene of ending. Like, it's basically a monologue, like an incredible monologue. Yeah
0: um and then also oh sorry that is actually the thing i remember i I think about more when i think about that film than other than the score in terms of performances like it's the number one performance i think of even though like regina's great uh oh yeah she's
1: wonderful
0: but that's the moment that i like that whole scene is so fucking good so fucking good
1: so good and um my one other one that i want to give a quick plug to which never got any buzz which is kind of crazy um Alex Wolf in Hereditary. I mean, so much of the attention yeah. was surrounding Tony Collette, justifiably, she's wonderful. But yeah. like he has one moment in that film that is chilling and it's wordless.
0: That no. he does yeah. so much
1: <laughs> acting through his eyes and oh my god, what a what a
0: performance. That cuz that whole scene he has to it's it's very much I think I compared it to it at the time, but it's he's literally doing what what happened in Psycho when we have to switch our loyalties to a new character in one scene. And he does it in silence and with also delivering, Oh my God, the worst thing that could have ever happened just happened. What the fuck? How do you even deal with this? Like you can, the way he reacts makes you think of all of the ramifications because of just the way he's like, like reacting with his face. It's It's
1: terrific. It is. He's so, 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 so good in that movie. Um, Oh, and one, one more really quick one. Um, Nicholas Holt in The Favorite, who is so, so fucking oh, yeah. funny. And yeah. all the talk was about the ladies in that movie completely justifiably. They're all terrific. Um, but he's hysterical.
0: He's like, a wonderful, like, villain type, for sure. For sure. I've
1: never been on the Nicholas Holt train, but I'm the conductor now.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Um, we're moving on. I'm embarrassed for you. I'm sticking um, to metaphors.
1: I'm sticking you through to metaphors.
0: The next category is best actor, which oh. is um, what a fucking, wild category this is. This is maybe the wildest category. Mm-hmm. We've maybe talked some, about some other ones that might feel wilder, but I don't know. This is a tough. This is a tough one. Um, Christian Bale for Vice. Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born. Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate, um, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Uh, Let's start with Christian Bale in Vice. Um, L-O-L, honestly. I don't understand. Were there no other actors available? What happened?
1: So I hate Vice. We've talked about this so many times. Mm -hmm. I will defend Christian Bale. I think he's good in the film. I think Christian Bale is a actor who has given very few good performances, very few bad performances, I'm sorry. Oh my god, Christian.
0: No, you if, right <laughs> if you're listening Christian, forgive
1: me. Um, I I like Christian Bale. I'm a bit of a Christian Bale stand. He's good in Dark Knight. Sorry. Um but no, he's fine. I 100% would not have nominated him. This was a weak year for best actor, but it's still like not weak enough where he should get nominated. But I think what? he gives he gives a good performance, I think in even though I don't think he's dialed into what McKay is doing. Like
0: I think he's giving, that's my problem with him is he's in a different movie. And that's like the fact that he can't calibrate because he hasn't had training or whatever the fuck. That's my issue with the performance is that it's a performance from a different movie. And that's a weakness on, on his part because everybody else knows how to tune into it. He's the only one. And he's supposed to be a great fucking actor.
1: He is a great actor. (laughs) So, um, I, I will defend Christian, the fighter. He's amazing.
0: Um, this is one good movie.
1: <laughs> oh shit, we're going to we're going to fight about him uh, as we go through different Oscar years. Um, in our upcoming retrospective, people, look at we'll talk about it ne- in the next episode. Yeah. Um but um no, just, you know, we don't have to talk about it anymore. Vice is a bad movie. We should never we will for we will forget Vice.
0: Yeah. Was, this is the last thing. time you and I ever have to talk about it. I we should shoot a confetti cannon. Yeah. Um <laughs> Bradley Cooper, First Star is Born, who, you know, if I had my druthers, I would want him to win. But the Academy clearly hates his fucking gut, so he's not going to win. But of this group, I actually think he's probably the one I would pick, which is insane.
1: He's fully the one I would pick. He's actually my yeah. winner flat out, like, in my own lineup. Oh. I also think, because I forgot, I thought one actor was nominated who ended up not being nominated. I think he's the only... True good performance nominated. Like I, I get what Bale is doing. I think he's he's fine. But like, if we're talking about a good performance in a good film, I think he's the only one delivering a good performance.
0: Yeah, right off the top, I can't really argue, argue with you. um Yeah, I, he's very good in that movie, and it would be so wonderful if like someone would acknowledge that he is good. Like the biggest. <laughs> this is so terrible. Like. He got he won Grammys and you know what he won today the the day that we're recording this he won um, like best director from PETA the animal group for like directing of dogs which is Wait, I just really <laughs> yes he did he really it's did his his do- <laughs> <laughs> it's his own dog like it's his own dog it's so depressing like how much the Hollywood clearly hates Bradley Cooper The like one of the only awards he won for this season is from PETA honestly um but yeah i would love if he like pulled a win out of this but there's no way he's winning which is unfortunate because he's he's very good in this movie so he's good. excellent it's the sort of
1: thing again like this is a blockbuster let's just like it, it yeah. might not be like a marvel movie but it's a blockbuster people and like he oh, yeah. is so good at subverting his narrative i mean like i yeah. was i was always kind of cold at bradley cooper i think he's given good performances but i think he is someone who just like swings way too hard more often than not. And this is one where I had no idea he had this in him. I mean, like, forget his director. Like, I am, like, genuinely missed by the way he subverts what he usually does on film. And he plays this, like, relatively, as low-key as you can be when you pee on (laughs) the Grammy stage in your movie. Um, He gives a low-key performance that is so powerful. I I think he's fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's funny. My my mom and I used to call him Willage from uh, his character on Alias was named Will. And we just were like, why this? Why is this boy here? This is about Michael Vartan. Please get this man off of my screen. I don't have time for him. So we would just like call it Willage anytime you he had screen time. It was so dismissive. And then like we've talked for years, her and, about, her and I about like, you know, he is always trying the hardest in these movies with like Jennifer Lawrence for Interested, but like never as good. Like he always seems a little out of his depth. But this is the first film where I was like, this bitch is fucking killing it. I am about it because that's like, you know, Norman Norman Maine or, well, Jackson Maine is a hard role to play. You have to make the audience fall in love with you so fucking much that they are devastated at the end. As devastated as she is. And he he does it. He pulls mm-hmm. the shit off, man. You are like – you totally buy into his, his sadness and depression and all of it. It's great. It's he a plays great
1: drunk great also, which is a but, hard thing to do. Like...
0: Well, especially – I mean it must be hard for him on many levels because oh, he true. actually had – had a, a, an addiction problem, uh, specifically alcohol, for many years. And he's been sober for many years. So he's basically had to go into this movie and replay the worst moments of his life, essentially. Because he had a marriage breakup because of his alcoholism. Um, so, like, there's just so much at work here. The fact that he even got through the movie without, like, honestly, like, pulling a, um, a Heath Ledger in a Dark night is astonishing. That this didn't ruin his life. You know?
1: It's a, he's so good. He should win. There's no yeah.
0: contest. He should win. Um, the next one is Willem Defoe at, at Eternity's Gate, which, what a shock this was. I could not believe it. Thankfully, I saw this movie in a theater, like, months ago, like, thinking something might happen with it, and then after seeing it, thinking, like, oh, this won't get any nominations. Um, and then did. Which... I was so mad. <laughs>
1: I bet. I, um, so it was a closing night film at the New York Film Festival, and I um, I saw 15 movies at the New York, 16 movies at the New York Festival, so by the time, I did not buy a ticket to the closing night film because I was so tired, and I kept getting emails all week of like, oh, like, we still have tickets, you should buy them, and I was like, no, like, I, no one's going to talk about this movie, and then it fucking gets nominated, and I'm like, really? Like, this? like, who saw it? And I gotta say, I love Willem Dafoe. This is not a nomination-worthy performance on any level. I mean, like, he's Willem Dafoe in it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they clearly felt bad about last year with Florida project and we're just like well we have to nominate him this time He's he we, we fucked up last year and gave it to fucking Sam Rockwell or whatever like it, it's a bizarre choice like he is playing Vincent Van Gogh and yes it's an abstract sort of look at the idea of Vincent Van Gogh but like no attempt at an accent <laughs> like he's way too old like by 20 years probably to be playing Vincent Van Gogh um it's what it's such a strange film. Cause it's like in America, it would get made fun of, but it's like, so it's it, like, I hesitate to ever call a film pretentious, but it feels pretentious. It is boy. It's obnoxious. I, I really did not like it while I was watching it and it's very well made. And there's lots of things to like in it. Like, I actually don't think his performance is bad. I just don't understand what the fuck this movie is. I don't. And like, he is just doing what he can with and doing very well playing the emotions, but I don't understand what the hell the point of this thing is. It's bizarre. I don't. I can't believe he got nominated.
1: It's just um, the sort of thing. As I watched the film, I was like, "It's fine." Like, there's a mm-hmm. but. Like, what? What was the point of it? Like, he's not the, the director. Julian Schnabel. Sch- Schnabel. Schnabel. Yeah. Julian Schnabel yeah. is. Not even trying to say anything about Van Gogh, really, like, or anything new. It's just the sort of, I'm like, what, right. like, what, the what only was the
0: message, point? The only message I got from, from it was, thank God he died young. If I had to live like this, with this view on the world, I would kill myself. I would kill myself. Full stop.
1: It's just, you know, watch Loving Vincent instead, people. It's a good movie. It's be <laughs> um, better.
0: There's a re- a real Uncanny Valley element to it, but it is better than this.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. And, um, you know, talking about screen presences and everything, like, Willem Dafoe is someone who has a weird screen presence. I don't think I'm shocking anybody in saying that. <laughs> um, like, and with him being cast in movies, you either have to have that baseline Dafoe, which is, like, what he's doing in, like, Florida Project, which where he's lovely in Florida Project, where he's, yeah. like, a bit of a weird guy, but, like... Whatever. And then... Or you have to go up. You have to make him really fucking weird. And it's like... This movie wants him to play Van Gogh. And I'm like... He never once disappears with this part. His voice alone is so distinct... That yeah. I'm like... I never once sat there and thought like... Oh, yes. This is... This is this is Van Gogh. I was like...
0: This is Willem yeah. Defoe. <laughs> and you made a good point that like... The other performances are better performances. Like... Mads Mikkelsen is very good as a priest in this for like 10 minutes, not even like five minutes. And then Oscar Isaac is weird in this, but like perfectly calibrated in this fucking asshole role as like Mené, I think. But like, yeah, I don't, it's a, I don't understand how this happened. But like somebody, we got to check into our files here. Somebody has to call the accountants because something went wrong. Um, the next one is Rami Malek, who's going to win it. Um Ugh. I feel like it's telling that I spelled his name wrong in this um, this <laughs> document, even though I know exactly how to spell his name. Um, he's gonna win it, and it's fine or whatever. But like, he, like you just said about Defoe, he never once disappears into this role, and it is such a campy, bad performance in a lot of ways. Like, it's I like it in terms of how big the performance is, but like. So a lot of it's it's just not going to age very well. It's already aging par- fairly badly, and it just came out last year.
1: No, yeah, I think we're going to look, at, look back at Bohemian Rhapsody as sort of like a what the fuck moment. If we're not already, I mean, let me tell you, like, gay men are the historians of the Oscars, and yep. they, they, we're all pissed off, <laughs> yeah. um, like justifiably, and um, you know, his performance is. Like, it's an imitation more than a performance. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, Freddie Mercury had this incredible persona and a screen and a stage presence. And I think it's interesting that, like, he plays Freddie Mercury in his stage persona in every scene, whether he's on stage or not. Like, he never yeah. once feels like a person. So it's sort of a thing where I'm like, you know, I've said this before. It's like, any award for Beham is an award for Queen. And I'm kind of like, we get it. You all like Queen. But, like... <laughs> When I like a band or an artist, I'd rather see them accurately represented on screen. And like, it's funny to me that Ronnie Malik at all of his fucking speeches, which have done done him no favors in my mind, hell um, no, he always is like, I want to thank like the ghost of Freddie Mercury. And I'm like, he wouldn't like this movie. You he make would,
0: him look bad. Like it's he would like, hate what a conventional piece of shit this is. That really makes the point that he could not have gotten anywhere with the me- without the mediocre straights who are in the band as well. Right. that. There's like, there's that, and just the whole fact that it's like, he got, like, he gets AIDS as
1: a punishment in this movie for like, for being like, for not wanting to live a conventional
0: life. I'm like, Mike, it is such a bad movie. He'd be fucking horrified at this piece of shit. And like, I've, I've actually liked Malik's, or talked about liking Malik's performance in the past, or like, at least being like, you know, it is a lot of, there is a lot of acting going on. But, you're right about, it, it works best in the performance scenes and then in the rest of the scenes he's playing it at the same level and it doesn't make sense but that whole movie's at that level so it's mm-hmm. it's almost tough to ju- I, like it's almost hard to fault him for that because like the whole problem is the movie and, and everything about it um, the final person is uh, a meatball named M- Vigo Mortensen uh, in Green Book We've uh, we've talked shit about him in this movie so much I don't know what else there is to say it's Over the top, it's bad. It's, (laughs) I, again, cannot believe it is nominated because it's just such a shitty performance. It's not good. I don't understand how this happened.
1: No, yeah, it is such a weird weird performance to be nominated. And also, because we already trashed Green Book so much, like, I'd rather actually just use my time with the mic to say that, like, um, like this is a weird pick for Vigo Mortensen. Like, you know, I was never a major fan of his, but I liked him. I think he's incredible in Eastern Promises. Um, But what I always sort of admired about his career was that, like, he picked weird movies. He went through his whole Cronenberg phase. He did Captain Fantastic, which is, like, not a totally totally successful movie. But at the very least... Is doing something really ambitious and weird and um, not your typical Sundance indie. I'm assuming it premiered at Sundance. Like, it might not have. But if I had to guess, it's a Sundance movie, people. But, um, like, it just, like, this is such a weird pick for him. I mean, like, what about this was appealing to him? It's so not even remotely challenging. And, like, oh, it just... I, I really Green Book is such yeah. a bad movie,
0: people. And he fucking phones it in too. It, like he <laughs> he's clearly not even trying. I don't understand. Like it's such a bizarre performance. I don't understand how it connected with people and the movie connected with people. It, the, the actor race is such a like symptom of the most bizarre fucking like voting i've ever seen i don't know the academy is going through a lot of changes but this is wild i don't know what else going on here um who would you have nominated instead of basically everyone except for bradley cooper
1: <laughs> so my um lineup was bradley cooper um ethan hawk who i genuinely thought was nominated for first reformed and like until you started listing the nominations and i'm like wait really like he was snubbed jesus um and, you know, not a, again, this is a weak year for best actor. Like, not a phenomenal performance, but I think he's good. And I like Ethan Hawk a lot. Um, I, Stephen James in um, Beale Street, I'm sh- like, yeah. I blame purely Anna Perna for just not knowing how to market a movie because, like, it's kind of crazy to me that Stephen James didn't get a nomination.
0: And mm. um, they clearly had to throw everything behind Regina, which makes sense, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's sad. I would have put him in supporting. It's one of those. I mean, like it's yeah. a border it's a borderline performance. But I think in supporting he might have actually had a narrative to get in. Mm-hmm. But he he is the lead though. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. But you know yeah. it, it, they do category for it all the time. Yeah. Um, and then um, John David Washington and Black Klansman like that's shocking to me. He didn't get in, especially since Adam Driver got in.
0: Yes, I mean of the two, certainly not. I never like you would. I would always pick. John David Washington over Adam Driver. So it's weird that, like, I don't, know, I don't understand how that happened. Again, what happened here? we got to call the accountant. Something went wrong.
1: No, yeah, fully. And then three performances that never had any buzz, but I did like them quite a bit, <laughs> where um, Devi Diggs in Spotting, where he oh my,
0: the, is so good. That is such a good film and so underrated and, like, underseen. That's 100% true. That is a phenomenal performance. His work in that final scene mm-hmm. or two, god damn
1: so impressive i hope he has a long career Mm -hmm. um i mean i love him on in hamilton but like i'm happy he's doing other like interesting things in in um film yeah and um also ben foster in leave no trace i like him a lot in that it's a shame that movie got no buzz and it's it's a really lovely film and he's so good
0: that's a great call that's a career good like great performance he's so good in
1: that and lastly, my baby Lucas Hedges. I don't love the <laughs> film, but I do love his work in um, in Boy Erased, which I, I, could, I, always could, I almost confused it with Beautiful Boy. And I'm like, what boy movie was it? Um, Beautiful
0: Boy Erased. <laughs> he,
1: boy, he, boy Erased. He is really good in it. And I think that's a testament to casting a queer actor in a queer part. I don't think it's, necess- it's necessary fully... Um, like, I'm not one of those people who thinks, like, a queer actor has to play a queer part and everything, but mm-hmm. I think he brings an authenticity to that character that that mm-hmm. film does not have, and it's yeah. really lived in and beautiful, and um, I I think he's so good, Lucas Hedges, and we're sleeping on him.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, I, I think I can't argue with anything you said there. I mean, like, you're right. He, he, he brings an authenticity to it that's, like, subtle and what makes you think that movie... Like, what would help people mistake that movie for being good when it's not actually good? Does that make sense?
1: No, yeah, because that's the sort of thing... I said this when we reviewed it. Like, that movie, Boy Erased, is, like, an effective piece of filmmaking, but, I mean, like, it's essentially just trying to argue that, like, abusing gay men and gay women is a bad thing. And I'm like, well, yeah. Like, it's like any queer person in the audience um, would it was like well yeah like we're we're there we we trust us we agree but yeah. um you know like i think what lucas hedges is doing and what a straight actor wouldn't be able to do is is be like hey like i'm gonna play this as a person and not a plot device which is what he was written as and i think <laughs> he fully does that
0: yeah he does the no, same he...
1: thing in a much better film in oh not the same thing because he's not doing conversion therapy but like his performance in Lady Bird, I think, is so underrated. It is one of the best portrayals of a closeted teen. Spoiler alert for the movie, I guess, but like, because it is kind of a surprise. Yeah. But um, like, his performance in Lady Bird <laughs> is so beautiful, and I tear up all the time thinking about his big scene in that movie.
0: Yeah, that's he should have won supporting actor for that. Oh, he's honestly. So good. So
1: good in Lady Bird. He made, he made my ballot that year.
0: <laughs> was that Rockwell who won that fucking award?
1: Yeah. That was another shit show Best supporting actor last year where it was like Willem Dafoe was so clearly the person they should have give, gave the win to in that, in that category. And they were like, yeah. no. But we're going to nominate Woody Harrelson for having 20 minutes in three
0: billboards. Fu- the worst fucking movie. Ugh, God, get your shit together, actors. That's, that's the note we're ending this on um yeah that's that's our um that's our coverage of the actors who cares um tomorrow tune in for the, the actresses we give a shit about those boy do we give a shit about those that is our probably our second longest uh <laughs> episode um oh wait, wait, wait we should we should say
1: it's a given but obviously jason Momoa or whatever his last name is should have won for best actor because of aquaman right
0: Absolutely true. Jason Momoa for all the things. Um, And the guy who plays his dad for a supporting actor, 100%. Actually, no, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson for a supporting actor.
1: Ocean Master.
0: Ocean Master. (laughs) God, I love that
1: movie. (laughs) It's
0: so good. All right. That is is our actor coverage. Tune in tomorrow for Actress.
1: Bye, everyone.